Multiple sclerosis. The easiest way to explain multiple sclerosis is you have a wire to your cell phone charger. It gets broken. Plastic around the wire frays. Then the signals do not get to your bra brain, your charger, properly. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Or other times it works funny. I use this for the teens and kids. Then I tell them, for instance, I want my arm to move, but the signal gets mixed up. I open my mouth instead. Seriously, that's MS. Hello and welcome, welcome to episode 164 of Under the Cowl of MS, MS Deep Dives. This is going to be the second part of the MS awareness information that I got. <clears throat> Try and get through the rest of the information. Uh, basically, what are we looking at here? Some into some psychosis here. Psychosis may be induced by certain medications used in the treatment of MS, particularly corticosteroids used to treat relapses. This is a rare and reversible side effect of which anyone taking steroids should be aware. Mental health can affect sleep, appetite, digestion, heart rate, and breathing in people with MS. Untreated mental health conditions can also worsen fatigue, pain, and cognitive symptoms. Over time, these effects become even more serious than they may appear at first. In the long term, untreated mental health conditions can contribute to a variety of serious health problems, such as high blood pressure, respiratory conditions, respiratory conditions, diabetes, arthritis, weakened immune system, obesity, digestive health problems, and reduced life expectancy. One neat thing about my eye exam that I had on Monday was she showed me the x-rays of my eyes because you can see the if you have any optic neuritis damage and stuff related to MS and stuff. You can also see if you had any history of high blood pressure. Excuse me. And surprisingly, my eyes don't show that, but yet my jackass doctor that misdiagnosed me for many years, got me on a bunch of high blood pressure medications. I'm still on, so that's nice to know that I got to put those things in my body when I didn't need them at a certain time, and I could have done something different with my life, maybe got a medication that would have helped with MS instead. I was asking them for but now, let's be the big, strong doctor that knows everything, and big, dumb Patient doesn't know shit. <laughs> All right. Researchers have found mental health conditions can also cause these physical changes. Signs of increased inflammation. Changes in the control of heart rate and blood circulation. Abnormalities in stress hormone. Metabolic changes typical of those seen in people at risk for diabetes. In short, mental illness causes physical changes that affect the way your body functions. Getting treatment can help you 
to return your body to the proper balance and help you achieve healthy behaviors. How do you know if you've crossed the line for normal emotional responses to mental health condition? Ask yourself a few questions. Has this problem lasted more than a few weeks? Is it affecting my sleep, sleeping too much or too little? Has it affected my appetite, eating too much or too little? Have my energy levels suddenly changed? You should be answering yes or no to all these questions. Have I changed my routine or stopped certain activities because of how I feel emotionally? Is it affecting how I function at work, school, or home? Is it affecting my ability to get along with others? Is it affecting my sex life? Have family or friends commented on a change in my mood or behavior? Do my emotional responses feel disconnected from what's going on around me? Do I feel out of control? If you answered yes to two or more of these questions, it is time to speak to a healthcare provider about your concerns. Also, if you are experiencing thoughts of harming yourself or others, please speak to a healthcare provider immediately. There is real help available and some help you can get, some resources you can get into. You can go into the National Alliance on Mental Illness, which is nami.org backslash learn dash more backslash mental dash health dash conditions. NAMI also has a helpline that offers free assistance and advice 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can reach that helpline at 1-800-950-6264 or text NAMI to 741-741. And you also have the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, which is AFSP.org. Check that out. And I gave out the suicide prevention hotline on the last episode. So look into those. Some roles of mental health professionals are assessment and therapy. Therapists can help someone better understand and cope with thoughts, feelings, and behaviors and help improve a person's ability to achieve life goals. May also help assess and diagnose mental health conditions. There's psychologists. They are trained to evaluate a person's mental health using clinical interviews, psychological evaluations, and testing. There's counselors, clinicians, and therapists. These master's level healthcare professionals are trained to evaluate a person's mental health and use therapeutic techniques based on specific training programs. Take a hit of water here. Keep drinking your fluids, kitties. Good for you. Clinical social workers. Clinical social workers are trained to evaluate a person's mental health and use therapeutic techniques based on specific training programs. There's people that prescribe and monitor medications. And the following healthcare professionals 
can prescribe medications, and they may also offer assessments, diagnosis, and therapy. These people are your psychiatrist, your psychiatric or mental health nurse practitioners, your PCP, your primary care physicians, which my my PCP is my favorite doctor. She listens to me, helps me out, does everything she can to get things, help me with my pains, my issues, and all my mental health problems and all my other things, sets up appointments for me instantly, gives me suggestions I've never heard or thought of. I, just, I love my PCP. Make sure you get a good PCP. It's I prefer to have a be very happy with my PCP and my neurologist as my main doctors, but I'm having a lot of problems with good neurologists. So it's good to have at least the main my main provider be my favorite, my, the one that works with me best. Promises she won't leave me for at least five years, whereas <laughs> every other doctor I have leaves me within a year. <laughs> but get uh, assessments done that can get, get prescribed medications and stuff. Uh, when you first see a mental health professional, you will undergo an assessment. Any, any mental health professional and that assessment may include things like your mental health history, your physical health history, your social history, your and they may do a mental evaluation on you. After completing an assessment, and determining a diagnosis, the provider who assessed you will determine a treatment plan. Treatment can, can, but does not always involve medication. Often a combination of medication and therapy is recommended by the professionals. So. Different conditions that you go through in the treatment they'll use would be depression. They do a combination of antidepressants and counseling, anxiety, they'll do use anti-anxiety and, excuse me, and or antidepressant medication or counseling. Pseudobulbar effect, there's one medication that's approved for, for PBA right now. I don't know if they came out with any other yet. Uh, personality changes, they have behavioral therapy for that. Bipolar disorder, they have medication, which may include mood stabilizers, antidepressants, and antipsychotics. There are many different types of counseling available, each with their own methods and uses. Here's a just, just a few of them in common use. Cognitive behavioral therapy. A lot of these, if not all of these, well, not I think not all of them I've touched on, but most of these we've touched on over the episodes, but good to go over them again. But cognitive CBT is based on the idea that the way you think and feel affects the way you behave. The focus is on problem solving, and the goal is to change your thought patterns in order to change your responses to, to stress. There's dialectical behavioral therapy. DBT specifically focuses on skills in four areas. First, mindfulness focuses on improving your ability to accept and present in the current moment. Second, distress tolerance is geared towards increasing your tolerance of negative emotion rather than trying to escape from it. Thirdly, emotion 
Regulation covers strategies to manage and change intense emotions that are causing problems in your life. Fourth, interpersonal effectiveness consists of techniques that allow you to communicate with others in a way that is assertive and maintains self-respect and strengthens relationships. Hey, I was wondering when a telemarketer would call. Okay, it says incoming call and it's not ringing anymore. That doesn't help. <laughs> they must have decided they already called us. All right, yeah, psychoanalytic or psychodynamic therapy. This approach focuses on changing problematic behaviors, feelings, and thoughts by discovering their unconscious motives. It is a form of in-depth talk therapy that aims to bring deeply buried thoughts and feelings to the conscious mind so that they can be examined. Working together, you and your therapist look at how these memories have affected your thinking, behavior, and relationships. There's somatic therapy. Somatic therapy is a form of body-centered therapy that looks at the connection of mind and body and uses both psychotherapy and physical therapies for holistic healing. In addition to talk therapy, somatic therapy practitioners use mind-body exercises and other physical techniques to help release the pent-up tension that is negatively affecting your physical and emotional well-being. And then there's integrative therapy. Integrative therapy is a form of psychotherapy that combines different therapeutic tools and approaches to fit your individual needs. Combining elements drawn from different schools of psychological therapy or theory and research, integrative therapy becomes a more flexible and inclusive approach to treatment than more approach to treatment than more traditional singular forms of psychotherapy. Yeah, I just need to see a psychiatrist, period, is what I need. But yeah, look into those. If you think they can help you out, talk to your doctor about them. Get some things set up and see what you can do to change those issues in your life. Some resources are the National Alliance of Mental Health at nami.org backslash find support. You can use this this search tool to find the local NAMI chapter for your community. There's Open Path Psychotherapy Collective, which is openpathcollective.org backslash open-path-staff backslash this nonprofit matches low- and middle-income individuals with affordable options for therapy and counseling. There are also complementary alternative medicine practices that have been shown to have a positive effect on mental health. Here are, are a few that are demonstrated that have demonstrated some benefit in studies. Uh, there's uh, the booklet this booklet lets you find better days from MS Focus. Call 1-888-MS-FOCUS. That's 1-888-673-6287 or email support at msfocus.org. 
for more information. Mindfulness is a method of observing your thoughts and emotions in a non-judgmental way. Meditation can be an important tool for managing stress and how we react to daily occurrences. Combine them both and do mindfulness meditation. Journaling is an intimate and secure way to capture emotions, frustrations, and victories that may not be easy to express publicly. And that way you also have it so you can take it to your doctor so you don't forget about things that you've been dealing with and you can mention them to them or ask questions that you've always wanted to ask. Aromatherapy is the use of essential oils for health purposes. Yoga is a mind and body practice with a 5,000-year history. It combines physical postures, breathing techniques, and meditation or relaxation. And like I said, I recommend DDP yoga, DDPY, not your mama's yoga. I'm hoping I can get back into it soon. I've been away from it for a really freaking long time, but my body's so sore I cannot do any type of bending, flexing, getting on the ground, any of that stuff, right? And doing it isn't going to get me through these pains at the moment. So. Creative art therapies, art therapy, music therapy, and dance therapy are all creative art therapies. They're great for your body and brain. Animal-assisted therapies from equine horse therapy to dolphin encounters to pet ownership. There are a variety of animal-assisted therapies. Just watch out for those rape dolphins. We've heard stories about them. <laughs> the herbal, treat, herbal treatments. There is some evidence, though limited, to support the effectiveness of certain herbal therapies such as St. John's wort for depressions and valerian root for anxiety. But like we've talked a, a while back, it's like a lot of them don't have the nutrients you're expecting to get from them. So look into the different companies and make sure you're getting a legitimate, decent one that you're getting your products from. Resources for you are MS Focus YouTube channel. It's health and they have a health and wellness play playlist. You can go to msfocus.us backslash wellvids w-e-l-l-b-i-d-s. And there's MS Focus order page for free free public publications that they have at msfocus.org backslash get dash educated backslash educational dash materials backslash booklets. I don't know why they just can't give you the main websites and just tell you search for this. And Jesus, why do you have to have these real long ass things? In there? <laughs> All right. According to the American Psychiatric Association, more than half of people with mental health conditions do not seek treatment. One reason people do not reach out for help is because there is a stigma associated with mental health conditions. People feel they will be viewed as weak, damaged, or crazy. May worry others will look down on them or that if word gets out, it may affect their jobs or friendships. They may feel ashamed. Boo-hoo. Get over it. Your life's only once. 
make it as livable as possible. So get some mental health. Don't worry about what other people think about you. It's bad enough they think about us the way they do when they see us out in public. So who cares? They're going to think about what they want to think about. Personally, their opinions don't mean shit. And if they're stupid enough to say something to me that's going to irritate me, they might end up with a condition that they're going to end up in having some permanent pain that they're going to have to deal with too when I'm done with them. Yeah, I don't put up well with jackasses out in the world anymore. I don't have tolerance for their crap. But to fight stigma, we first need to understand it. Social scientists have identified three different types of stigma. Public stigma, which is negative or discriminatory attitudes that are common in the culture towards a specific group or trait. There's self-stigma, when a person in the stigmatized group or with a stigmatized trait has internalized these negative ideas, often resulting in shame or secrecy. Institutional stigma, which intentionally or unintentionally discriminatory laws, rules, or policies in government, education, or private sector businesses. With this understanding, it's easy to see that the change starts with you. How to be an ally to those with mental illnesses? Question stereotypes. Do you really know about a certain mental illness or only the portrayals you've seen in movies and on TV? Is that what it's really like? Are the little people going to come out in the white jackets out of nowhere and take you away? Educate yourself. Use trusted resources such as national nonprofits that advocate for the mentally ill community to learn the facts. Know your limits. Refrain from offering even well meaning mental health advice to people with mental illnesses, recognizing you do not know the particulars of their situation. Basically, you're not a doctor, jackass, so shut your mouth. And don't tell me how I feel or what I should do or what you've seen of somebody else. Just let our doctors deal with that and us. We don't need your two cents. Watch how you speak. Avoid stigmatizing language. Speak up. Support mental health initiatives. Call out stereotypes. Show your support for people with mental illness. How to fight stigma. If you are experiencing mental illness, recognize you are not to blame. You did not ask for or do anything to deserve this condition. If a loved one's experiencing it, recognize your loved one is not to blame for their condition and deserves your, your support. If you are experiencing it, seek treatment. If a loved one's experiencing it, Offer support and practical help. If you're experiencing it, read what health ex experts have to say about the condition. If someone else is experiencing it, read what health care experts have to say about the condition. <laughs> if you're experiencing it, read the experiences of people living with the condition. If someone else is, read the experiences of people living with the condition and their care partners. You're experiencing it, speak about your experiences to loved ones. If they're experiencing it, 
listen not judgmentally to your loved one. If you're experiencing it, do not isolate yourself or try to hide your struggles. If you're experiencing it, respectfully check in with your loved one about how they're doing. If you are experiencing it, join a support group. For them, join a care partner support group. For yourself, reject self-blame or negative self-talk. For them, avoid stigmatizing language. For yourself, consider being open about your condition. For them, don't speak publicly about a loved one's condition without their consent. Don't be a douchebag. <laughs> what is a stigmatizing language? It's speech that reinforces negative stereotypes about people with mental health conditions or with mental illness or dehumanizes them. They say, hey, he went totally psychotic on me. When they mean he lost his temper and was out of control. Truth is, people experiencing psychosis are not necessarily angry or violent. Very often, they are vulnerable and afraid. They said, she is so OCD. One little thing out of place, and she comments on it. What, when they mean, she is fastidious and insists on having everything just so. Truth, people can extremely focus on neatness or organization without having obsessive-compulsive disorders. People with OCD are not all compulsively neat. They say everybody gets depressed when they mean everybody feels down sometimes. But the truth is, the clinical depression is not the same as having periods of the blues. It is not true that everyone gets depressed in the clinical sense. What they say is, this weather is bipolar. I never know what to wear. What they mean is the weather has been changing frequently. The truth is this perpetuates the myth that bipolar moods change daily or hourly. Bipolar episodes may last for weeks or months. What they say, don't have a panic attack over it. What they mean, don't be so worried. The truth is, a panic attack is not just feeling worried or upset. It is a complex psychological response that, invo that involves heart rate, breathing, hormones, and emotional state. Ooh. Throat's breaking down. All right, what they say. She's a psychophrenic. Psychophrenic? <laughs> what they mean, she is diagnosed with psychophrenia. Truth is, a person is not defined by their mental illness. It is one trait among many that make up who they are. This type of stigmatizing language is so commonly so common in our culture that we may use expressions like these in everyday speech without ever questioning it. Some resources for you are the National Institute of Mental Health nimh.nih.gov. NIMH is the lead federal agency for research on mental health disorders. There's also make it, makeitok.org, 
Make It Okay is a campaign to reduce the stigma of mental illness. So check those out and work with your healthcare professionals. See if anything of those any of those things can help you out at all. Just remember mental health. It's can be a she can be a nasty little one, but uh work it out with your doctors and healthcare professionals and get some help. And you can maybe put her at bay and get yourself a little happier, healthier life going. Oh, we could end this with a joke or two. In New Orleans, it was illegal for a woman to drive a car unless her husband is waving a flag in front of it. <laughs> get his ass run over if he's doing that. In Maine, it's a state law that you may not step out of a plane in flight. So obviously someone must have. <laughs> My mother started walking five miles a day when she was 60. She's 97 now, and we have no idea where she is. <laughs> All right, be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Kick the shit out of the monster. Have a great day. We'll get back to you soon. Take care.